You Can Handle Anything, episode number 334. Welcome to the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I'm your host, Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, keeping you from fully enjoying the moments and people in your life. But I also know that while getting emotionally stuck on your emotions is inevitable, staying stuck on your emotions is a choice. In this podcast, we'll explore the everyday emotional situations we all face, and I'll share with you the tools and strategies I developed that will empower you to handle those challenges at any moment so you can feel free and bring more peace and joy into your life and into your relationships. Let's get started. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you are doing well. You know, it's the start of the new school year and lots of great things are happening over by me. I just led a powerful three-day challenge on silencing negative self-talk. I'm leading a live workshop experience on Sunday, October 12th that I'm very much looking forward to and that I hope you will be joining me in. My 50th birthday is coming up in October and I'm taking on an exciting project that I will be sharing with you in a future episode. And personally, I'm getting back to teaching yoga. For those of you who don't know, I'm a certified yoga instructor, but I've taken a pretty long break from teaching ever since I moved to Israel. When I lived in the States, I taught five to six classes a week. And when I moved to Israel in 2009, I more or less stopped for one reason or another. And just now at this time, I'm coming back to it, which is really exciting. This is not something I will be doing full-time by any means, probably just teaching one class a week, maybe two, but just getting back into it is wonderful because the practice of yoga and the breathing work that goes with it is not only something I love, but it really is something that goes along so well with the work I do with emotional well-being. So I feel like this new year is off to a great start. Of course, I continue to work with the members of my community, the Living Deliberately Circle, and I'm simultaneously working on creating a new workbook journal for them to use on a daily basis to support them in creating the changes that they want to see in their lives. So lots and lots and lots of really good stuff. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about taking on other people's emotions. Do you ever find yourself doing that? This is what I mean. Let's say you're going about your day, you're just doing your thing, and then someone calls, or someone walks in the room, or you come face to face with a coworker, and that person is in a bad mood, or tells you something that catches you by surprise, and then instantly you kind of take their side as if it's a game, even though you didn't necessarily want to. And even though you don't necessarily even feel good about doing so, has that ever happened to you? It probably happens to you more than you're aware. And the question is, what do you do when that happens? I'm going to give you a really small example that just happened to me a few days ago. So my husband and I and my boys went to visit our daughter, who is in the Navy. We try to go every couple of weeks or something like that. And when we do, it's very organized. Like she has to notify the soldiers who sit at the entrance to the base that we're arriving. And she has to give them our ID numbers. And she has to even meet us there right at the entrance and literally escort us to where, you know, we can sit, which is where she's stationed. We like to have this routine down, right? Because she's been in the Navy now for about two years. So... 
we went just a few days ago and it was hot because it's hot here in Israel and it's probably not going to cool down for another month or so at least. And we were in touch with our daughter via text, letting her know exactly when we would be leaving the house and when we would be arriving. And we live about 30 minutes from her base. In fact, while we were driving, she texted us to ask exactly when we're going to be there. And I texted back that we were close and we'd be there in like three minutes. Okay, so we arrive, we park, we walk into this kind of waiting hall where there's some other parents who came to visit their kids, but our daughter wasn't there. And that was strange because she's very responsible and she's usually very punctual. So we waited for a few minutes in the not-so-air-conditioned waiting hall, and it was hot. Did I mention that? And I noticed my husband was getting a little irritated, and he said something to me like, I don't understand her. We told her we'd be here in three minutes. What's the deal? And I'm just going to take a moment to stop before I tell you the rest of the story, because I have to just remind you how quickly our minds work. It's like something triggers you or someone triggers you and boom, you instantly react. It literally feels like you have no time to think, no space to reflect upon what you want to say or what you want to do. But my dear podcast listeners, I want to remind you, you do have a space. You do have a moment. You always have it. Taking a stop is always available to you. Yes, it may not feel natural. Yes, it may feel awkward, but that's only because your brain isn't familiar with it. But the more you practice taking stops, the more familiar your brain becomes with taking stops, and then it just becomes so much more accessible. And because taking stops is a part of my daily routine, in fact, it's literally one of the journal prompts that the members of my community and I use every single day so that we ensure that taking stops is a part of our daily lives. So because it's a part of my daily practice, I take more stops than I used to in my life when I didn't have this practice. And so my husband said this comment to me, and I just looked at him on purpose. Like I didn't say anything. I just looked back and kind of nodded my head to let him know that I heard him. But I didn't respond in agreement, saying something like, yeah, you're right. This is so wrong. She's so irresponsible. No nothing of the sort. Instead, I quickly took myself through the unstuck method in order not to react in a way that I would later regret. I tuned into the fact that I was feeling annoyed by his comment and just let myself take a moment to really notice that. I was noticing how I believed my husband should not have made such a comment about my daughter. But then I said to myself, well, he did make that comment. And if I try to fight with reality, I lose. Did I like that he said that? No. Can I accept that he said that? Yes. And then I considered he wasn't trying to be rude. He wasn't trying intentionally to you know, hurt her or me with his comment. He was just being who he was being. And I didn't have to turn that into a drama. I just didn't. So I didn't. And all I said was, well, we could give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe something happened. And the next thing we knew, one of her co-soldiers picked us up at the waiting hall because apparently our daughter is now the senior soldier at her base, 
and she's not allowed to leave it in order to pick up visitors. So that was something new to us that we didn't know. But there's more to the story. Instead of walking the 15 or 20 minute walk from the waiting hall to where she's stationed, she arranged for a small boat to pick us up and take us via water directly to the back end of her base so we didn't have to walk in the heat. What an amazing daughter, right? And when we got to the base, the first thing I did was I looked at my husband and I said, I'm glad we gave her the benefit of the doubt, right? And he looked at me kind of quizzically as if he were asking if I was trying to teach him a lesson or something like that. But I held myself in kindness for jumping to say that. I didn't really need to say that, but that's okay. I'm human just like everyone else. And that was it. I didn't take on my husband's emotions. I didn't turn this into a drama when I know I totally could have. And I used to do it all the time. Gosh, it feels so good to be in control of my emotional reactions. Seriously. My dear friends, there is nothing more that I want for you. So I invite you to take a moment and think about the last time something like this happened to you. And can you consider that you don't have to take on someone else's emotions? I know it's not easy. And that's exactly why I'm leading my live workshop experience on Sunday, October 15th at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time, so that I can personally teach you how you can customize the unstuck method to the specific situations that you face in your life so that you can feel free and more in control of your emotional reactions and the triggers that you face. I hope you check it out. It's going to be amazing and you don't want to miss it. Check out the link in the show notes for more details, or you can head over to my website, shiragura.com, and just click on experience. It'll take you right there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the You Can Handle Anything podcast. If you want to learn how to handle the everyday emotionally challenging situations you face in your life, you have to learn how to get emotionally unstuck. That's why I want to invite you to my live workshop where I personally guide you through the unstuck method step by step, and I show you how to tailor this tool to address the specific places you feel stuck in your life. This is a live experience because I want you to have access to me to ask any questions you may have. What would it be worth to you? to know how to get emotionally unstuck at any moment. Click the link in the show notes or head over to my website, shiragura.com forward slash experience and save your spot at the next workshop. I look forward to meeting you there.